welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, one meal at a time. The Plan Simple Meals podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier, happier home. Listen in for informative conversations and valuable strategies to make meals healthy, meaningful, and fun. Let's do this. Hi, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. Super excited to be here today. It is July, it is summer, finally feels like summer. We've had a lot of sunny days here in New England. I'm even sunburned from going to the beach, so it's really feeling summery today. And I have a really special episode for you today where it's just going to be me, myself, and I. And I'm really excited to share with you a little bit about my story and some of the strategies that have come out of what I've gone through in the past eight years. So I haven't done this in a while, and I'm really excited to do it today. But before we dive in, I have two announcements that I want to make sure that you know about. The first is, in just a week, on July 10th, we are diving into the Calendar Cleanse. The Calendar Cleanse is a free challenge, and it is really meant for any busy parent out there who really feels like your calendar is out of control or there's just no time for certain things that you really want to do. So if you've ever had one of those weekends when you're just like, how was that so busy? Or how am I feeling so tired after I just had a weekend off? Or how come I never got to meal prep? Or why can't I figure out how to sit down at the family dinner table? Like, How is there so much going on in our family's life? If that is ever you, you're going to love this. Even if you do sit down to family dinner every night, if you ever have that sense of just overwhelm and that there's more in life, you're also going to love this. So I can't wait to see who shows up. We're going to have a great time. And the idea is that we just really take control of our calendars and put in some key things that really need to help happen to help us lead our happiest and healthiest lives. That's announcement number one. Number two. I have made a commitment to be on Facebook, Facebook Live, every day at 12.30. I'm calling it the Lunch and Learn series. I committed to showing up for 30 weekdays at lunch. I think it's been about two weeks, so we've got a couple more to go. I would love some live bodies on there. It's at 12.30 Eastern Standard Time. And if you can't hop on live, no worries. They're all in the Plan Simple Meals Facebook feed. You can come on. You can look at them listen to them. Each one is just meant to be around a helpful tip that will help you be a little bit healthier. Sometimes they're in the kitchen. I'm actually trying to go through a recipe that I'm working on, and sometimes they're just about what I'm working on right now. So I really hope to see some of you guys there as well. So again, go sign up for the Calendar Cleanse at thecalendarcleanse.com. Don't put that off because you're definitely going to want to be there. And if for some reason you're on vacation in the last 21 days of July, don't fret. It's fine. You can catch up when you get back. Each day you're going to get an email, and you can just go through them. They're going to be really nicely labeled. But I would challenge you to say that they're actually only 5 or 10-minute prompts. They're kind of healing and fun. So even if you're on vacation, it might be something that you consider joining as a way to just grow and evolve yourself. All right. Let's dive into today's episode. Do your family dinners count? I was 33 and I had five major dreams attained. 
handsome husband, three beautiful kids, a design company that I could call my own. We owned a home. Our home even had a white picket fence. Silly as those sound, those were my dreams. And these were dreams embedded deep in my soul since the days of lemonade stands, when I was little, and then doll play, and in high school, all those 90210 episodes. But all of the sudden, they felt not enough. And I realized that my dreams were changing. Because I was struggling. I was struggling in my role of mom. I was exhausted. I did not know how to cook. And I was being tested by this long list of to-dos that simply did not exist before kids. My new dreams included a full night's sleep, 10 minutes in the shower alone without the curtain opening by a toddler, a day away anywhere alone, kidding a little, all this alone stuff, but really I'm not. (laughs) And if I was really dreaming big and being really clear about what I wanted, I thought a lot about what it would be like to have a personal chef, one who would feed all of us, wash the dishes. But somehow those dreams felt wrong. I was a mom. And as far as I understood, moms happily make dinner. The thing that I have not mentioned is that I gained 85 pounds in my first pregnancy. And three kids later, I had not lost that yet. So one day, I was at my office. I was about three. And I remember looking up at a stack of Starbucks cups. I'd like to say there was three, four. I think there was probably a six that had collected over the course of the day. (laughs) And I remember thinking, I have to get home soon. I have to go be a mom. I remember thinking, I wonder what's for dinner. Wonder I should make. Wonder if I need to go to the market right now. And then I just remember feeling exhausted and looking over at the stack of coffee cups and wondering how that was at all possible after all that caffeine. And then I remember knowing in that moment that something had to change. So I decided that day, staring at those coffee cups, that I was going to tackle the one thing that felt most tangible to me, the most tangible part of whatever I was experiencing in this mama misery, and that was my weight. And so the next day, with a little help from a coach, I changed my food. Now I have to tell you, I've been on a few diets in my life, but this one was a little bit different. I was eating real food. I tell people that the weight melted off, but I'm not quite sure that it just happened so fast or that it really quickly didn't matter. Within days, I was off of three medicines that I had taken daily. My energy was off the charts and there was no coffee involved. And I understood for the first time in my life that what I ate was attached to how I feel. Let me say that again. What I ate was attached to how I feel. How could I not have known this? I had added in foods that I had not known even existed two weeks prior. And if I did, 
I would have cried if you told me to go find them at the grocery store. <laughs> and if I got them home by some miracle, I certainly would not have known what to do with them. Things like kale, collards, rock a cow, which is a good one, nori, sauerkraut. All these amazing foods that just felt so complicated even weeks before I changed my food. So here's the thing. I changed my food, kept it simple. I'm going to go into that a little bit more in a sec. But I really needed to get my oxygen mask on first because it wasn't until my oxygen mask was securely on that I could even turn my eyes and my heart to my four-year-old daughter who actually wasn't really thriving at that point. She did not pay attention in school. She had a hard time sleeping at night. She was the last to go to bed, the first to rise. And she was covered from head to toe in eczema. And nothing, I mean nothing, that the doctors were prescribing was working. From therapy to many more dollars in cream that I want to care that I, to admit that I bought. <laughs> but luckily, I was able to turn to food for her too. So one week after no dairy and no gluten, we had this different child. We got a call from her teacher noticing that we had this different child. She was rash-free, and she just showed up in this whole new way that I just don't think she could have before because she probably always had a tummy ache. So meanwhile, I was diving headfirst into this world of food because I had just, I had no idea. I was mesmerized. I was happy. I was ecstatic. I just, I couldn't believe this powerful tool we had that I had no idea about. And I do have to confess because I was married to somebody who had been trying to tell me about this for a long time, but here I was, I could finally hear it because I felt amazing. And I did this by talking to every health and I'm sitting here at my desk with quotation marks guru who would take my call. And in these calls, I learned so much about food and ingredients and recipes and routines. But the thing after all these interviews that stuck out the most to me was that either the older ones had kids who had left home and sort of rebelled what they had learned growing up and basically had gone off to eat crap. And a lot of the younger people were in this same sense of overwhelm that I was with kids and trying to figure out how to feed them well, knowing themselves that the benefits of eating well made them feel really good. So this is when I realized that my work as a mom was really one part food and one part parenting. And my goal became learning how to raise kids who would someday become healthy adults. And I just want to be clear about what I mean by healthy because I throw that word around a lot and I know other people do and it might mean something different to everyone. But by healthy, I just mean using all the tools that are in our control that come from the natural world to avoid things like sickness and extra weight and brain fog. And these things are simple. They're food, sleep, water, exercise, just to name a few that we all have at our fingertips on a daily basis. It's not that complicated. That's not to say it's easy. So we almost always look 
at what we need to eliminate when we think of getting healthy, whether it's our health, our kids' health, or our family's health. But here's where I want to change that a little. I want us to start thinking about what we're putting in from fruits and veggies to our day-to-day experiences. Get that? So I want us to start adding in with intention those things that can really shift our health. So I know the minute that I start talking about adding anything, you might press pause or just move on to the next podcast. But hear me out on this one. Because none of us feel like we have time to add one more thing. I get that. But it's this concern that's at the very heart of everything that I want to share with you today. Because here's the deal. The food you eat, it really does make a difference. The food I eat really does make a difference. The food each one of my kids eats really does make a difference. And nine servings of fruits and veggies a day That is the latest recommendation from the new dietary guidelines released by the Department of Agriculture and Health and Human Services. Nine servings for each person in the family, not all together. And lots of research suggests that a diet high in fruits and veggies can lower our blood pressure. And I can tell you that one in three American adults suffer from high blood pressure. So I'm assuming we all know somebody in that category. In fact, studies show that a diet rich in vegetables and fruits can lower blood pressure, reduce risk of heart disease and stroke, prevent some types of cancer, lower risk of eye and digestive problems, and have a positive impact upon our blood sugar, which can help keep our appetite in check. So why wouldn't we want to do these things? And everything that I just read off to you, that was all from the Harvard School of Public Health. This isn't from me. This is from people who've been researching this for decades. So remember how I said that eventually the weight didn't matter for me? I want to explain that a little bit more. So my entire teen and adult life, I had taken hormone medicine to get my period. And this medicine did not leave me feeling very good. In fact, I think it really messed with my mind. It made me depressed. And I had took it for my whole entire high school, college, and well into the beginning of my professional life to get my period every month. And five days after I changed my diet, I got a period, and it's been regular ever since. Another thing that happened was almost every day of my adult life, I had to take medicine for seasonal allergies because my eyes were so poofy and droopy and watery that they affected the way I could show up in my business, for my kids. Like, really, who would want to be listening to a presentation with someone whose eyes were, like, crying all the time? So one week into changing my food, I didn't have to take any more allergy medicine. No more big, droopy eyes, and I I haven't really had to take that medicine since. I haven't taken that medicine since. The other thing that happened was my energy was off the charts. And there was no coffee involved in my new regimen. But I have never felt that much energy in my life. My skin was glowing. And a year into changing my diet, I had not taken an antibiotic. And that might not be a big thing to you, 
But for me, I have always had chronic ear infections. And so every year, one or two times, I would get this ear infection and I would take the first round of antibiotics and maybe it would work, but sometimes it didn't. And then I would go for round two and round three. It was too much. And so now I've been ear infection free, thus antibiotic free as well for the past seven years. I mean, that's just amazing to me. And so here's the thing. I know, personally, I know how difficult it can feel to change the way we eat, how difficult it can feel to even think of adding more fruits and veggies into our life when we just don't live in a culture that supports that. We live, we're raising kids in this culture that says that organic cheesy bunny crackers are good for us. Donuts are trendy. Cheerios are the first thing we look so forward to when our child can eat a Cheerio. And why would we want to deprive our kids of these childhood memories that we think are such milestones? In fact, if we're talking about Schedule 2, why would we want to prevent our kids from Little League or ballet class or art class or Russian math or a play date or any of the hundred other activities that keep us busy? and actually might be preventing us from actually getting dinner on the table. So this leads me to the second thing that we really need. We really need a way to add more quality time with our families. And personally, I think meals is a super easy way to do this. Family meals are a big deal. Family dinner, actually, I really want to focus on because family dinner is big. Listen to this. This is from the National Center on Addiction and Substance Abuse that operates out of Columbia University. And they did this study on kids and teens who share family dinners three or more times a week. And here's what they found. Those kids who were part of those family dinners three or more times a week are less likely to be overweight. They're more likely to eat healthy food. They perform better academically. They're less likely to engage in risky behaviors like drugs, alcohol, or sexual activity, and they have better relationships with their parents. Who wouldn't want that for our kids? We all do, right? So whether they're good or bad, my guess is that you can map some of your food habits back to the kitchen you grew up in. In my case, we always had dinner together, which I feel so lucky for. But I grew up in a time, I'm 42 right now, admit that out loud. So I grew up in a time when microwaves came out, when TV dinners were really cool and kind of trendy in the rage. I grew out when takeout sort of came about, like takeout wasn't big at some point, and I remember I remember when takeout became this really cool thing that we could all partake in. And fast food was kind of a novelty. I remember my grandmother taking me to meet a new friend who became one of my best friends at Wendy's. You know, and to her, it was like the best place ever. So of course, to me, it was the best place ever. So we indulged in all of that. And it wasn't about the food. The, and the experiences were amazing. 
So my guess is that if you're anything like me, food and family dinners can feel like a full-time job assignment. But we don't have to have full-time hours to assign to this task. We don't have to not work. You know, there's nothing bad about being really good at this. It doesn't take away any of your your assets to be good in the kitchen. That was something that I struggled with a lot. So and so if you're like me, you might be thinking like if I have free hours, I'm not going to spend them in the kitchen. <laughs> so I know how time consuming all this can feel at first, and that's why it's always a sign that it's important. I feel like any time there's anything that we're really resisting, it's a sign that we really need to look at it. So from my own personal passion and the success I experience with my family, I've really chosen to make this my vocation to show up for you guys week after week because supporting busy moms like you to find your food, to be able to plan healthy meals, to create a rhythm that fits healthy family meals into your life, this makes such the difference to me. All right, so I want to dive in because I'm really excited to share a couple tricks to actually make this happen. So I feel like it's enough about me, and now I really want to dive into how you can make this work in your family in a way that works for your family. Because one of the things I've come to realize is that we're all different. We all have different things. Some of us homeschool our kids and work from home. Some of us go to the office. Some of us don't have to work, but somehow the day still whittles away. All of our kids have different interests and different behaviors. Some of them will just eat anything by nature. Some of them won't. Some of them are really athletic and always needing to move. Other ones will sit for hours. It's We all have these very different experiences. So you have to find a way to make it fit into your lifestyle, into your family. So here's the thing, though, that I want everyone to hear, and I want everyone to take in who's listening. We don't have to do all of it at once. Do, you need, do I need to say that again? Probably. So we don't have to do all of this at once. In fact, we are so much more likely to have success in the long run if we take all these on what I like to call one doable change at a time. And you've probably, if you've been hanging around here a lot, you've heard me talk about this, this idea of one doable change. And we focus on how to consume our doable change if it's a food change or how to do it if it's an action change um, in a way that fits into our calendar and our lifestyle lifestyle because otherwise we won't do it. We'll do it for a couple days and then we won't. And you have to do what you have to do to fit it in, but you do have to make the choice that this is the thing you're working on right now. So the thing I love to share is to focus on one thing a week. Just pick one. Pick one thing every Sunday, every Friday, whatever day you pick. Choose a day where you're picking the next thing you're going to work on and figure out how to fit it into your life. Figure out what you need to do to change your mind or change your schedule. How do you fit this thing into your lifestyle? So I want to break down these into the two big things I talked about, one being the food and the other being more about the time. 
um, and family meals. So I'm going to use family meals as, as my, my view into time with food. But there's many other things where this came from, but I'm going to limit this podcast to the amount of time that you'll listen to it. And you can always get more from my world <laughs> um, about different time tips. So the first thing that I feel like we have to do is commit to family meals. And here's some ways you can do this. You start wherever you are, right? So start where you are. If you're right now having no family dinners ever or no family meals, then figure out how to add one. Next week, add one. Open your calendar, figure out a day where you can be home in time to make a dinner, get it on the table. You can get people home. I'm not saying that it has to be a day that your schedule is already clear because that might not be true, but you can clear it. So make a commitment to clear it that one time. If you're already having dinner three times a week, then add a fourth time. If you're having dinner what you feel like is every night, but really not everybody's home every night, then figure out how to make a space so that everyone can be at the dinner table. See, so you're just doing the next doable change for you. And then use mealtime to reach some of your goals. So maybe you have a food goal where you're trying to help your kids eat better. So you can start telling stories about your past. You can, if you have little kids, you can tell stories about vegetables. You can share how the food is making you feel because hopefully you've taken the time to get your oxygen mask on, right? So as you're feeling better, you can share that. And then you can really focus on healthy meals. One of my favorites to share always is the rice bowl because it really helps redefine the proportion of veggies to protein. And I just always like to say to build a bowl that's three parts veggies, one part protein, and one part grain. And it's just a fun way to start to shift um, family meals and get more toward your goals in an easy way because you just lead by example. And if all your child is eating is the grain at the beginning and then over time they add things, that's fine. And the other thing about time is just to show up fully. Show up fully to these meals. Be there. Be present. Put phones away. You know, start with silence. Breathe for two minutes. If you do something like, say, grace, do that. Have something that trans that translates you into the time when you're sitting at the table, that transfers you to that moment where you can be with your family. So in all that that I just shared, after committing to your family meal, there was at least six weekly experiments in there. So see, that wasn't meaning to do all at once. You could either... Start by adding more meals. You could make your meal time more meaningful in some way. You could upgrade the food. You could commit to showing up regularly. You could start meals differently. See, it just needs to be a little thing that you can figure out how to fit in. And one thing I have to say is that it really helps to schedule in some of these things. So as you commit to what your doable change is, if you can then figure out what that looks like in your calendar, that's really helpful because then you'll really do it. Because if you commit to this, but then have from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. filled with everything else that life brings, and it doesn't give any space for these changes, you're not going to do them. So for every 
doable change you commit to, I would recommend getting three dates actually in the calendar. So if that's a family dinner, if it's just an alarm in your calendar that reminds you to start dinner a certain way, or um, a reminder on your calendar of what is for dinner that night, so you're actually meal planning, but put those things into your calendar at least three times in the week so you can actually start to see how this new habit is going to fit into your life. And if you want more strategy on the calendaring part, you have got to try the calendar cleanse, which you can, it's a 21 day challenge and you can sign up to that, to that by going to thecalendarcleanse.com, um, putting in your name and email, and you will be served up a strategy a day as far as your calendar is concerned for really starting to make space for some of these doable changes. So what we also have, so if we have, if we focus on how to get to the table and how to spend time with the food, we also have to make a plan for getting healthier food. So that was really the marriage that made a big, big difference in my life. You know, I grew up understanding the power of the family meal, but not necessarily understanding the power of the food. So once I was able to couple those in our household, it made a big difference. So another area to look at with when you're figuring out what your next doable step is, and this might be where you focus if you're already sitting for dinner all the time or you're already making this kind of space. Maybe the next thing you jump over to is the food part. So make a plan to eat healthier. It's not something you can do overnight. It, it is something you have to ease into and you have to commit to and you have to constantly show up for it. So figure out a rhythm. This is one of my favorite things to share with people. And it's as simple as this. Assign a kind of meal to each day of the week, to each meal, and then fill in what that means. So what does this mean? This means that maybe you have Taco Tuesday, which we all know about from Instagram, or soup on Wednesday, or rice bowls happen to be Friday, or pasta night, or eat green night, or kids cook night, or stir fry night, or cook from a cookbook night, or try something new night, or cook from around the world night, or meatless Monday. There are so many different things you could choose from, but pinpoint what those are each day, and then every meatless Monday you can find something to make that fits within those constraints, or every soup night. Um, it actually makes you start to think bigger than probably your repertoire is without that structure, if that makes any sense. Another way to plan to make healthier food is just set some time aside on Fridays to make this plan. So that's something you can very easily put into your calendar. Just block out 30 minutes on a Friday afternoon, first thing in the morning. You could do it while your kids are drawing. You could give yourself a self-care moment and take yourself to a cafe and get a cup of tea and do it. Whatever makes it nurturing for you, but make the time to plan for the next week on Fridays. And when you do that, you can get some of those other items into your calendar, like grocery shopping um, and some prepping time. And if all of this feels overwhelming and like too much, here's a doable change for you. If it all feels like too much, then simply commit to writing down on a post-it or a piece of paper or whatever in the morning what you're going to have for dinner that tonight. Because just that act of knowing in the morning, I 
can't even tell you how much time you will save not worrying throughout the day. And you will be able to show up for that meal in a different way if you don't change your mind. You have to write it down and stick to it. Um, but you'll just have a different mind space in the morning to do that. So really quickly, I wanted to share with you my path of doable changes. I first started by changing the food that I ate um, by just figuring out how to make six things. And I kid you not, I ate those six things every day for six months. I didn't know how to cook before. I told you kale made me cry. So it was a big leap for me to cook these six things with all these new ingredients. And I wasn't cooking. I was eating mostly raw food at this time. Um, but I had these six, same six things for six months. Once I realized the power of food, then I changed my focus um, on how to get my daughter well because I could still keep eating those six things and focus on that. And then I got to this point where I needed to learn how to make some new foods. So I took care of that. I went to cooking classes. I hired a health coach. I did things. I listened to my mother-in-law and my husband who are great cooks. So I just couldn't have heard that information before. And then after that, then I focused a little bit on how to make all this more affordable. There was definitely times when I needed to lean on um, restaurants to eat the way that I wanted to eat. Not, not restaurants, um, but at the time it was raw food. So I was looking for ways to get in sweet treats that I didn't think I had the right time for. Um, I was going to Whole Foods more than I should have. So I, that's when I got a farm share and figured out that whole world. Um, and meal planning, which definitely makes it all more affordable. And then I tried to get everyone to eat the same food at dinner. So I hit that point where I was like making all these different meals every night, one for my daughter with allergies, one for me wanting to eat a little bit different, and then my other kids and then my husband. And then we worked on the quality of our dinner and how we showed up. So once I got the food under control and like a little bit more rhythmic, I mean, I feel like the food is always changing as kids grow and change different cravings, um, different resistances and all that kind of stuff. But after I, I got hold of the food and I was more confident in the kitchen, then we could really work on the quality of our dinner. And then I started doing more regular cleanses. So that was sort of a doable change I added in and I started working on little things that I knew would make an impact like my hydration and getting the right amount of exercise and getting myself better sleep. And then I started working at some point, you know, I had everything good and then one decided that they didn't like as many foods. So then it was kind of like one at a time, you know, how are we going to get you to eat more variety and more veggies? And so it's always evolving. I and mean, that's not the end. That's like last, you know, that's the past eight years and that's last month. So, but focusing on something each week and sometimes these things take multiple weeks, right? So my six months was multiple weeks, but focusing on this and committing to focus on it, it really creates momentum. And the thing I want to say is that doable changes, they don't have to be organized. My list is just me reflecting six years later. But at the time, it was just me taking on the next thing I could handle, you know, and, and how to make that happen. So yes, I changed my food overnight. But yes, I ate the same six thing for six months. Had I decided to learn how to cook first, it probably would have looked a little bit different. But that's just not what I chose, because that's not what my body needed in that moment.
All right, you guys, that was Mia on her soapbox. And I will see you next week for an interview on the Plan Simple Meals podcast. So my guess is, is that in my story and in what I've shared, maybe you have a few new tricks that you can use to make your life a little happier and healthier. But I have a feeling that you already knew that a clean diet that consists of lots of fruits and veggies is the way to go before I even started talking. Because we grew up with the phrase, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, or eat your veggies before leaving the table. Many of us grew up eating as a family around the table, so it's not a new concept to us. But somewhere along the way, our parents made it look easy. (laughs) Or maybe they made it look too hard. (laughs) And somewhere along the line, the grocery store got really complicated with hundreds of breakfast cereals, each so much more exciting than the next to a child's eye. And somewhere... We just got too busy. But we know the positive impacts of fruits and vegetables and the impact of coming together each night. And if I, a non-cooking mom, who have never tried kale or sushi before the age of 30, who escaped to work in the early days of motherhood to have a break, can make healthy work in my kitchen, then I promise that you can too. I promise. So now that you have some strategies and you can start experimenting in your home, I need you to take a step back and really feel why you want to be healthier and happier in the first place. Because I can give you all the tips and tricks and tell my story over and over and over again. I need you to want to step into this role. I need you to understand the importance that dinner at your table will have on your future, your kids, your larger community. It's a ripple effect. Just imagine this for a minute. Imagine that you feel amazing because of the food you are feeding your body. Amazing means that you have energy with or without a cup of coffee. means you rarely get sick, but when you do, you bounce back quickly. It means your mind feels clear and you have lots of energy to give all those people who you love. Imagine that throwing together a meal is not stressful. Not because you have miraculously turned into June Cleaver or Martha Stewart or lost your identity in any way, but because you feel great and you know what you have to do and when you have to do it. Imagine that dinners are a time you look forward to because you get to connect with your kids. And even when you have a bad day, you know what an impact this 30 minutes will have on your children's future. Emotionally and Heck, if you're really present and honest, all this has an effect on you. Now, I am not saying this path is easy, but I am saying it's important. And it can be simple. So I want you to think, what is your next doable change? What is one thing you can focus on next week 
That is all you need to know right now. And then you just have to play with it and plan for it and make it work in your life. Does that sound good? All right. I hope that this feels so good to everyone. And I hope you have somewhat of a clearer path. And I do hope that you will come sign up for the Calendar Cleanse. And you can do that by signing up at the Calendar Cleanse. Dot com. It does have the the in front of it, so you need to go to thecalendarcleanse.com, enter your name and email, and you will get 21 days, little strategies that will help you make the space in your calendar that you need in order to be able to fit in the things that you're going to want to as you start taking on one doable change at a time. All right, so we start a live version of this July 10th. I cannot wait to see who shows up. I cannot wait to do it myself because I'm ready to detox my calendar a little bit. I think this is a good practice to get into in general. And yeah, let's rock and roll, ladies. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliments you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at HealthyMomsMeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.